is Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Well, here we are winding down January and lots of things to talk about. Got a great lineup of guests this week. Uh, a little bit uh, a little bit later, uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Mayor of Oshawa. Um, he is uh, Mr. John Henry and we're going to be talking about Oshawa this week. Great, great topic, I think, personally. Um, we've got uh, Phil Soper. He is president and CEO of Royal LePage. And we've got Rob McClister. Uh, he is a contributor to Globe and Mail, BNN contributor, as well as founder of RateSpy.com. Going to talk to him about the new CMHC uh, increase to their fees. That's right. If you're going to go high ratio, it's going to cost you more. And a lot of times people don't realize that when they bump up these percentages, you know, one of the things that happens is the money, uh, you don't actually pay it out of your pocket. So you say, hey, that's no big deal. I'll roll into my mortgage. Do you know if you uh, roll $2,000 into your mortgage, how much you actually are paying? It starts to add up. I don't think most people realize that. So we're going to be talking to Rob about that. Um, but more importantly, let's talk about you. That's right, our listeners. You know what? Is this going to be a year for you to buy? Um, 2017, it's starting off uh, fairly strong. Volume is moving. You know, if you take a look, uh, for sale signs are coming up and sold signs are being put on quite promptly. You know, I always wonder why they, people turn around and keep saying, hey, coming soon. Um, you know, I think a few people got their knuckles wrapped for that one and you have to be careful. It's got to be listed maybe as an exclusive before you start doing that. You can't sit there and just say, hey, listen, you know what? Maybe I'm going to list your house. Let's throw a sign up and see what kind of activity we get. Uh, speaking of activity, multiple offers. Um, lots of uh, information in the news about that, of course. And if you heard my rant last week, it was more or less, um, you know, let's talk about real real values, real prices, because that's really what you're paying. It's great that somebody will turn around and say, you know, yeah, I bought it. I had to pay $400,000 over the asking price. Not really. You paid market value because there was a bunch of you competing against it. So, you know, I think if we, uh, I think if we deflate that, I, I think it's going to help everybody. I think we can kind of massage the idea out there that, you know, real estate's real estate, folks. Um, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, when you, uh, if you want to buy it, uh, there are opportunities. And as I've said numerous times, keeping in mind what you can buy and what you can afford is very important. And there's lots of bang for your buck. And one of the reasons why I, uh, I will be speaking to the mayor of Oshawa in a little while, uh, Mr. John Henry, because again, looking at the outer markets, this is where we talk about bang for your buck. You can buy detached homes in that outer market, uh, you know, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars quite readily. And instead of, you know, fighting the masses uh, in the core of the GTA, you know, yeah, I, I get it. Nobody likes to drive. Nobody wants to get caught on the 401 at the wrong hour. And, um, you know, lots of lots of uh, reasons why not to, but there's lots of reasons why you should, especially if you've got a young family and you want to, uh, you know, get a backyard. So, anyways, we'll be talking to him uh, about that. And as I mentioned, of course, I've got Phil Soper. He's going to be joining me from Royal LePage, and we're going to talk with him regarding, um, you know, what is going on in the marketplace. Some great uh, information out. A lot of articles he's been quoted on, but. 
Joining me now is Rob McLister, and he's founder of RateSpy.com, also a contributor to Globe and Mail, uh, as well as BNN. And uh, Rob, welcome to uh, Simply Real Estate. It is good to be here. Thank you. Interesting enough, um, I guess CMHC decides to get into the fray and get a little bit more money from everybody. This week, announcement is that they're going to be increasing some of the premiums. Um, you know, maybe you can give us a, a bit of a breakdown and your take on it. Yeah, so the cost of uh, buying a home with less than 20% down is going up. And so, uh, just to give you a simple example, uh, the average home price, uh, according to Korea, the Real Estate Association, is somewhere around 470000 nationwide. So, if you're a buyer, you're putting down uh, 5% on that home. It's going to cost you a couple grand more over five years. Uh, that's the first five years. And that, the extra premium cost and the extra interest you'll pay on that premium. Uh, now, no one pays off the mortgage generally in five years, so uh, you got to account on some extra interest on top of that for the next uh, 15, 20 years of amortization. So, you know, is 2000 bucks uh, meaningful uh, to the average family? I would argue it is, uh, but uh, CMHC would argue it's not. Uh, in any case, the costs are going up March 17th. Yeah. So when, when people do this, um, obviously, you know, they've got to factor in, you know, uh, fees and everything else. A lot of people, I don't know if they realize, a lot of times the fees are actually rolled into their mortgage. And so, you know, they come up with their down payment, but in the end, you know, it gets rolled in. And if they leave it that way long enough, then they're also paying the interest on it. And so a lot of times people just don't whip out the checkbook and cut a check for it. That's right. Yeah, generally, uh, no one pays the CMHC fees out of pocket at closing. Um, and uh, what you do have to pay generally is the uh, provincial sales tax, at least in Ontario, um, which is 8%. Um, so, you know, that could be 800000 bucks, depending on what uh, your premium is. Um, but usually it's rolled into the mortgage and you keep paying interest on it for the life of the mortgage. So, Rob, a question for you, and, and I don't know if you want to weigh into this, but, you know, we've uh, we've seen mortgage rates kind of staying pretty stable, Bank of Canada rates where it is. Uh, we did see a couple of lenders back in 2016 decide to do their own internal change. So we watched TD and RBC push it up. Um, do you see everything kind of staying stable for the, the bulk of 2017? Because, you know, this is one of those things that every, everybody's concerned that mortgage rates are going to jump, and sooner or later they're going to have to. But right now, you know, with the question in the economy, a lot of people are saying, listen, you know, we think the Bank of Canada is going to stay pat for the next year. You know, some of the lenders, you know, they may want to put a little bit of upward pressure for, you know, a couple of basis points, but can we pretty much look at a, a 2017 without any major increases? So there's two things weighing on mortgage rates. So you got, uh, you know, that general uh, econ- economy and, uh, you know, now you got Trump as a factor in what he's going to do in the U.S. and whether that's going to uh, increase uh, our economic output and push up inflation and rates here in Canada. That's one thing. Um, and then you also have, uh, you know, the regulatory impact. So since yeah, last summer or so, uh, the regulatory impact, in other words, all these rule changes that uh, Ottawa is doing behind the scenes have pushed up the cost of funding mortgages for lenders. Uh, so, you know, on a conventional mortgage, so mortgages at least 20% equity, you're talking about at least a quarter point. These uh, increase in, in rates just because of these, these rule changes. Uh, so you're also looking at another little bump here, um, again, when these new premiums take effect uh, in March, because uh, a lot of lenders, especially the lenders that are most competitive price-wise, uh, rely on insurance in order to securitize their mortgages, in other words, resell them to investors. So uh, the cost for them is going up in March, 
And so at the margin, that's going to increase rates for a bunch of lenders, uh, and it's going to reduce the level of competition in the rate market. This isn't a huge effect. Maybe it's a tenth of a percentage point, uh, 15 basis points, something like that. Uh, but it's meaningful. You know, yeah, you, put, you, you amortize that over a uh, you know, five-year mortgage, and, you know, you're talking, um, you know, 470 bucks for every $100,000 of, of mortgage. So that's, you know, that and the economic effect are, uh, are going to have an impact most likely on rates in the next uh, year, year and a half. Right. And so, you know, we've got a real diverse market right now in Canada, obviously. You know, we're starting to see Vancouver, um, you know, kind of uh, recede a little. Uh, you know, it was it was really did spike right around April, and then we watched it come backwards a little. We see the Toronto market, the GTA market, uh, has, you know, continued with a lot of uh, a lot of strength. But we see the market right across Canada uh, being very diverse. So with, with some of this, uh, you know, that could, you know, a little bit of a pending increase as far as what costs are to the borrowers at this point, you know, do you think that uh, that we'll start seeing a little bit of a uh, you know a slower market overall in real estate? Uh, maybe not as many units being sold because of it. Slower market overall, absolutely. Um, you know, in a place like uh, the GTA, where there's just a massive influx of people uh, each and every year, uh, it might be sheltered a little bit more from some of these changes. But overall, nationwide, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know. The Bank of Canada suggested that a three out of ten high ratio borrowers, uh, so people that are putting down less than 20%, uh, would not have qualified um, if the uh, new stress test rules were in effect last year. <clears throat> so that's uh, that's going to have a meaningful impact on demand, especially with first-time buyers uh, and folks that you know don't have a lot of assets saved up, don't have uh, you know a lot of excess income. Uh, those folks are going to find a lot harder uh, to get into the housing market, and um, you're going to see a noticeable impact on sales. Um, maybe not as much in a place like Toronto, but uh, you know a place like Winnipeg or you know Calgary, where it's undergoing its own economic uh, challenges. Uh, you're a pick pick any place other than sure. you know Toronto or, or Vancouver, you're going to see a meaningful impact. Right. Now, you you know, you, you touch on something that I find interesting. You know, it's tough for people to come up with a down payment. BC introducing you the interest-free loan of 5%. Um, good or bad? I, I, I have my take on it. I think, it's a, I think it's a horrible thing to do. I don't think it's right. Uh, I think you're just, put, you know, delaying something for people. I don't think they should be, you know, borrowing that 5% from the government. But what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you don't have 5% to uh, buy a house, you shouldn't be buying a house. It's simple as that because uh, you don't have enough skin in the game. Uh, if things go bad, there's a less likelihood that you're going to continue paying that mortgage. This is from a risk management standpoint. And, you know, I'm taking my, uh, putting a, my lender's hat on. Um, I, I just don't think it's good for the system. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, the, the main factor, though, is uh, debt ratios. So especially a place like Vancouver, uh, you know, the housing market is so expensive there, uh, and you know the the incomes are higher than the national average, but they're not enough uh, to get into a, a you know your a typical comfortable uh, home. Uh, and so you know BC can do what it wants with the down payment, um, but the real issue is debt servicing. Uh, it's it's hard to qual- especially with these new stress tests that they're that they put out there. It's a, it's very hard uh, to qualify even for like a modest like. Uh, in Vancouver for a younger buyer. 
Sure. Excellent. Well, listen, Rob, it's a great pleasure to have you on, and we appreciate it. And I guess our listeners can find you at uh, ratespy.com. That is correct. Thanks for having me. And uh, that was Rob McLister, and again, founder of ratespy.com. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Phil Soper. He is president and CEO of Royal LePage. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back to the show. I don't know how many of you have really been following all the articles that have been written in the last uh, little while about real estate, but one of the things that a lot of people do is they just look at the headlines and not necessarily of the people commentating, uh, you know, the actual article itself. And fortunately, today I have a very special guest joining me. Um, uh, Phil Soper is the president and CEO of Royal LePage, and I'm pretty sure everyone has seen the signs all over Canada. Royal LePage is probably one of the longest-serving real estate companies in Canada, and uh, Mr. Soper, thanks so much for joining us here at Simply Real Estate today. Oh, it's a a real pleasure. I've seen that you have been quoted in quite a few articles, uh, obviously, in the media in the last little while, and you and I have lots to talk about today, and I'm hoping that we can pick your brain a little, because, again, you know, this has been, I would say, a bit of an unprecedented market that we have seen for the last few years. Uh, you know, the run-up for, you know, th- there was just no let-up uh, in the last three years. It didn't seem that we ever had a, a cycle come in. You know, we just finished off 2016, a record number in the GTA, you know, record sales. Um, Phil, can you can you give us kind of what you see as, let's say, a little bit of the history uh, right up until, let's say, right now? Uh, you know, it's it's been an incredible run-up, and, you know, we, we felt a speed bump there in, in 0809, but it's just been an incredible thing in Canada in real estate. You know what? On a national basis, uh, 2016 was the most disparate year. The the feast and famine of real estate markets in the Canada in Canada really had never seen such uh, such extremes. So, you know, our most extreme market was uh, Vancouver. For those of us who live in the GTA and you think you have a crazy market, my goodness, you should. Uh, have a look at what went on in Vancouver. But just on the other side of the mountains out west, uh, we had uh, a, a market that was actually retracting uh, in Alberta as a result of the oil shock. So from one extreme to the other, we had feast or famine. I'm hoping and expecting and forecasting that 2016 will bring something of a return to normalcy. But Todd, directly to your question about the the GTA market, we have had a great run over uh, the last uh, 15 years. There was a reset in the market during the uh, global financial crisis, as you mentioned, in the the, 2008 to uh, 2009 timeframe. But other than that, it's been been strong uh, home price appreciation, but not the kind of appreciation we've seen over the last two years, which uh, really are beyond the norm and 
frankly unsustainable. Yeah, I was taking a look at that, and um, the uh, one of the things that um, you know when we take a look at the last three years, looking at the actual you know ebb and flow of the market, you know for years we, we would always know there was a spring market, a summer market, a fall market, winter market, and everybody knew that you know let's go after the spring market because that's when we you know we saw the peak sales, and then people would naturally think okay you know summer market slows down a little, fall might pick up a little, of course we uh, you know start to quiet down. But December, um, incredible numbers came through uh, for the month of December. We really haven't seen the, you know, the, the foot come off the gas pedal. And so it's hard for people to gauge a better time to sell. I mean, you know, obviously the market, the way it sits right now today, we haven't seen a slip in the GTA. You know, we've seen such a run up. Phil, how is it that when we take a look at the market, you know, we've got people that are looking at the market saying, we're going to go backwards a little, we're going to go forwards. Maybe we're going to have double digit increase in 2017. You, um, you know, have the ability of being able to pull in all the data. Do you've been in the business for so long? How do you analyze a 2017 market to have agents advise their clients? We're carrying such momentum in Ontario uh, into 2017, uh, economically as well as specifically in the housing market. And while I while I don't see in the, in the the latest roll of page uh, house price composite, we placed uh, the year over year increase in home prices at about sixteen uh, percent. We're calling uh, forecasting a ten percent. Uh, increase for the GTA uh, on aggregate across all housing types 2017, but 10% is still double the the long-term norm. So it's still very much uh, a heated market. We don't have enough supply uh, to satisfy uh, the demand of this uh, growing city. And in fact, if you step back and look at at the the real estate market across the province, it is is, uh, going to be healthier and and more boisterous in places like uh you know Cambridge Waterloo uh, Barrie all the way out to Windsor and and in eastern ontario uh the 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 economy is is supporting demand and and we don't have enough houses to sell them but at least in the GTA we think there'll be some something of uh, a little bit of a relief in 2017 so and and i think if we say relief <laughs> you know that's not the price is actually going backwards it just means that no. they're not uh, going so aggressively i mean you know recently we just got the reports out uh, you know last quarter richmond hill 30% increase year over year you know how can how can you know you know one of the one of the biggest dilemmas people obviously have is getting into the marketplace but yet we still see that with lack of inventory we see people wanting to continue to buy yeah it's i i i've drawn the metaphor of a of someone running after a train and even even though they're running quickly the train's accelerating faster than they can i realize it is it is difficult for particularly young first time home buyers uh, to get in to this market because their their wages their salaries are not increasing at the rate that home prices are the good news is we we report on uh, broad-based housing activity and prices. If you get a professional advisor, find find yourself uh, uh, an experienced uh, full-time uh, realtor, and you do some look ahead and some planning. Y- you can either change location or or uh, change the what you're looking for in a home. Perhaps uh, uh, 
it's a larger townhouse or a condominium rather than a detached home because there's less of a supply issue. And you can get, in, get into this market. I don't see in the medium term actual price relief uh, coming uh, in Toronto. We'd need um, a an economic event uh, that would cause uh, something of a recession before we'd actually see home prices uh, uh, back up in this city. Could happen. Uh, it's happening in Vancouver in 2017. That's part of our forecast. Sure. Uh, but I, I don't see it happening in the short term. So then you say, well, when is the right time to get into this market? And you raised some good point about so, seasonality. Phil, I'm going yeah. to have you hold it right there because sure. we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk more more about uh, you know what we see the market doing. So hang sure, in no there, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back to the show. If you're just tuning in, my guest this hour is Phil Soper. He is president and CEO of Royal LePage. And just before the break, we were just talking about the market itself and what you know we're hoping to expect in 2017. And Phil, just before we went to the break, you were just about to tell me you know some of the things that people need to be able to do to maybe make things a little bit more affordable. But the fact is, we probably don't see a big decrease in the GTA in prices, even though we are starting to see some of the the, the retraction in the Vancouver market. Yeah, the the underlying economy in Ontario is doing very well. We uh, finished 2016 with uh, 81,000 new full-time jobs in this country. And uh, full-time jobs equate to an interest in purchasing houses. Uh, We don't see interest rates going anywhere uh, in 2017 and perhaps uh, beyond that. Certainly, they will stay low for a long time. So with an improving economy and and affordable, uh, inexpensive, in fact, uh, financing, these are the things that fuel our housing industry. So the question is, when do you get into this market? The good news is if you're uh, an, a, not a house flipper, and I don't have a lot of time for house flipping, it's not it's it's the wrong the wrong industry uh, these are these are these are homes uh they they can be investments but they're homes that uh, uh people typically stay in for 5 to 7 years uh, you're if history is your guide you're going to do okay over the long term homes have appreciated at 5% per year in this uh this industry so even in Vancouver where we're forecasting an 8.5% decline in home prices my expectation is uh, by 2018, things will start to appreciate again. So even if someone was to buy a house last year, five years from now, they're going to be fine. And I think that's the key. You can't time the market like you're you know, playing currency markets or something. Sure. You know, one of the things that we saw this year, obviously, in 2016, was the fact that the introduction of the foreign buyer tax into the Vancouver market, a lot of people wanted to blame the you know Vancouver market for dropping drastically because of it, but yet they were running out of steam come around May or, or June. You know, they just had such a price appreciation that, you know, we started to see it fall off a little. Then, of course,
course, the provinces you know, implemented the uh, buyer tax with very, very little notice. So it kind of put a shock through the system. There were some deals that obviously fell apart. Some people got affected adversely to it. Um, what do you think of the chances of the province of Ontario taking a hard look at this? I mean, you know, I, I'm one of those people that I always, you know, would like to call out to Miss Wynne and say, hey, listen to my show. I'm telling you, you know, please don't implement that. I don't think we've got the same saturation of foreign buyers. But, you know, what what do you see? I mean, you know, you've, you've obviously got the people on the ground doing the work. You know, is Ontario really a place that this should happen or is it something that we should not consider? Well, firstly, I've got to commend you for being one of the few people that actually get what was going on out in uh, Vancouver. The market was slowing you could see it slowing uh, as early as April of 2016. Each month, the uh, the rate of transactions, which are, is the demand in the market, uh, were falling, even though prices were still going up because there was so much more demand than there was supply in that in that Vancouver market. But you could see the market slowing, and the government of BC knew this. Uh, the, the foreign buyer tax was a pre-election uh, gambit uh, to focus a problem that uh, they didn't have an answer for, which is the supply of housing in a, in a really robust economy by, with scapegoatism. So they focused on one community, uh, uh, Chinese, Chinese buyers, yep. and said this is the problem. They implemented this tax. And there was a 40% decline in transactional volume uh, year over year. So, in other words, 40% less homes were sold. Right. Well, the there's about 4.5%, maybe 5% of the transactions in the greater Vancouver area that are actually foreign buyers, not not just Chinese, but across you know Americans and people from around the world. 4.5%, and you have a 40% decline in transactions. It hammered consumer confidence across the entire region, and now we're seeing uh, homeowners, 70% of Canadians own their homes, um, uh, lose 10% of the value of their homes. It was bad policy, and uh, I believe the Ontario government and the City of Toronto know that, and I, I believe they will keep their hands off, even though I've heard a few councillors uh, clamoring for it. It's, it's scapegoat politics, and I don't think it has a place in Canada. No, I agree. And, and taking a look at the province of Ontario, you know, analyzing the actual numbers themselves, you know, we, for, first and foremost, we're not a gateway really to Asia, which is one of the reasons why Vancouver, you know, had such a large attraction. But more importantly, if you analyze the actual numbers, you know, the percentage is much, much lower of actual foreign buyers. And where, you know, I, I, I again, I, I took exception to, you know, a lot of comments in the media that were saying, you know, they kept, they kept, um, I think, um, not understanding that foreign buyer and new immigrants are two totally separate things. And so when we turn around and we watch that people buy here uh, from another country in Canada, but they want to immigrate and they want to live here, then it's not just this mass vacancy where somebody is sitting in China park their money. They're actually putting people here that want to go to university, want to create jobs, want to start businesses. And I think that, that there's also that room that people have to understand. This this is reality. People, people are immigrating to Canada, hence the reason why we can sit here in the GTA and say, listen, we've got 100,000 people that immigrated here last year. Of course they want to buy homes, and of course they're going to start looking for jobs or starting their own businesses. So I think that's one of those, that, that misperception in the industry that whenever you hear foreign buyer, they don't realize that some of them are actually turning to make Canada their home. Absolutely. Uh, you're bang on. 
Yeah. So, um, so our prediction for 2017, um, you know, you think that we're going to see a little bit of a drop in the market in uh, in Vancouver, of course, and and I think kind of stable. You know, having it stabilized with a little bit of retraction. The outer markets seem to be doing really well here in the GTA, though. You know, we're, th- we're taking a look at areas of, you know, Burlington, Oakville, Brampton, Oshawa, you know, solid increases. I would deem that more to be the affordability is there as opposed to the core of Toronto. Uh, absolutely. If, if you um, dive into the numbers, you'll see the, uh, the 905, everywhere from uh, Oshawa to, uh, to, to Milton, doing very well over the last couple of years. And if you go a little farther afield, down to Hamilton uh, and, and Burlington and surrounding areas, you see a, a, a real bump up in prices. And, and, and that is affordability-driven. People are saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to choose a lifestyle where I can uh, afford a home for my family of a certain, certain style. So therefore, um, I, I'm going to either have a very long commute or I'm going to relocate my uh, job. Take Oshawa, for example. Uh, uh, the aggregate price in our, our uh, fourth quarter uh, data was $415,000. If you uh, move to the overall uh, Toronto price, it's $720,000. So that's for the overall GTA. So you're not quite half, but say uh, say 60% of the uh, the GTA price. That's, that's pretty significant. So even though sure. it's a ways out, some people are willing to take the, take the go train and, and uh, move to the uh, extremes for uh, value. Excellent. Well, Phil, I greatly appreciate you joining us this week on, uh, on Simply Real Estate here and uh, definitely would like to chat with you again in the future. Uh, my pleasure, uh, Todd. Love your show. Excellent. Thank you so much. Folks, that was Mr. Phil Soper. He is president and CEO of Royal LePage. Uh, excellent to have him join us today. And, um, you know, some interesting information. And, uh, you know, watching some of those articles, keep your eye on actually who uh, the source is. I can tell you that uh, Phil has an excellent reputation in the industry and a great knowledge of what is going on in the marketplace. Hey, listen, you know, uh, last week uh, we were very fortunate to be joined by the mayor of Vaughan. And guess what? My next guest coming up after the break is the mayor of Oshawa. Mr. John Henry is going to be joining me. And, um, you know, if you haven't got got the idea that we've got a little bit of theme going, we're, uh, we're going to be asking for mayors to join us, you know, every couple weeks, because that way we can get an in-depth view of, A, what makes their city and municipality great. On top of that, you know, why should people go and move there. And one of my all one of my big questions always is, you know, um, what are we looking at? Are we looking at young couples moving into the area? Are we looking at uh, you know foreign investment or new immigrants? So when we come back, I've got the mayor of Oshawa, Mr. John Henry, joining me, and we've got lots more to talk about here at Simply Real Estate. And I'm your host Todd C. Slater. I'll be right back after this. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. More of 
of Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back to the show. As I had uh, alluded to a little bit earlier, you know, one of the things that we want people to do is get a little bit more of a, you know, a firsthand experience of the surroundings of the GTA. And of course, in the news, uh, the next city that I'm going to be talking about uh, has had an incredible increase in value. And instead of just talking about the dollars and cents of Oshawa, I thought it would be much ba- uh, better for us to bring in the mayor of Oshawa, Mr. John Henry. And Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, thanks for taking the time to contact us. I, I love to talk about the great story about Oshawa. I'm not sure if all our listeners knows about Oshawa. You know, I, I think a lot of people understand that they're, you know, it was driven by the automotive industry for years and years and years. And then with a little bit of the collapse of the industry, everybody thought that it kind of went by the wayside. And yet Oshawa is, you know, got strong development. Uh, you've got lots of nature trails, good education, you know, strong business. Can you tell us a little bit uh, more about Oshawa? Well, you know, Oshawa has been that great story about uh, R.S. McLaughlin, the McLaughlin Buick, and then General Motors of Canada, and we make a lot of great cars, but, you know, we're more than that. We're home to uh, UOIT and Trent University and Durham College. Uh, Lake Ridge Health Corporation is one of the largest health corporations in Canada. We have a cancer center. Um, we have uh, great parks, a uh, fantastic waterfront. We have a mixed-use port, and we're home to an airport that's the size, of, a little bit bigger in landmass than Buttonville and Billy Bishop. Wow. And now your current population, uh, you know, it seems to be growing. You've been able to, you know, you've been attracting builders. Builders are, you know, working on developments of both, you know, uh, low-rise and high-rise uh, buildings. Um, I, I don't know if people really realize how big Oshawa actually is. Well, we're, we're at about 160,000 residents right now, and then we have a large student population that travels in and out of the city, too. We have about 20,000 young people going to school full-time, some who live in the community, some who come from outside of the community. But it's exciting. We've had uh, great growth, uh, great development, good projects. Um, you know, when you come into out to Oshawa or any part of the Durham region, when you, when you buy your house, it comes with the art. <laughs> it's connected to trails. It's, it, it's, it's uh, you know, you can get uh, great transit. You, you can get around, and, if, if, you know, there's always a park around the corner because it's a little bit different than development in the big city, especially in the downtown core. So, you know, when you're young and, and you want to work downtown, you know, having a, a place is fine. But when you have a family, you want that green space. You want to be able to jump on the train and commute downtown if you have to. Or we have reverse commuting now where people are coming out, working in our, our hospitals, our education facilities, um, within the community as professionals. It's great to see people getting off the train, coming to work at early in the morning and when the first train comes into town. It, it's exciting times here in Oshawa. Excellent. Mr. Mayor, you know, you, you, you touched on something and I think that I want to reiterate it for our listeners when you say they actually have a backyard. Um, you know, this is this is one of the things that I think that the planning that Oshawa has taken upon themselves was not to rack and stack and actually allow people to actually have that, that family center, the ability to own a home with a backyard, you know, and have the trails. Um, are you finding that you're attracting more families nowadays? Are you finding that, um, you know, are is that you know the young couples? Are we are we kind of you know putting in the next next generation in Oshawa? Well, you know, that's a great story. We have a, in the, in the northern part of the city, we have a great facility called Legend Center. And we built it for, you know, an annualized use of about a million people a year. Uh, last year, staff told us 1.4 million people traveled through the door. 
It's, an, it's got four ice pads. It's got a swimming pool, a fitness facility, a library, a senior center, a community gardens out behind. Our farmer's market is there. And that's a sign of the growth and the use of, of a, a great project in the north end of the city. And you're seeing more and more young people coming into the community. And, and you can see the kids in the, in the pools taking swimming lessons or playing soccer or hockey. Um, it, it's about that, that dream of, you know, you go to work every day, but when you come home at the end of the day, you know, when you've got kids, it's about, it's about that time. It's about playtime. It's about being out in the backyard and kicking a soccer ball. Or even today, we have, uh, when the weather's really cold, there's a number of ponds around the community that you can actually put on a pair of skates and go skating. Wow. So, folks, if you're just tuning in, uh, joining me right now is the mayor of Oshawa, Mr. John Henry. And, Mr. Mayor, you know, you're, you're, you're painting a, a lovely family-oriented picture. Um, you know, it would be remiss of me not to talk about the strength, actually, of the marketplace uh, from a real estate perspective, actually, in Oshawa. Um, you know, uh, I know that there's been, you know, you've, you've always had a lot of the older-style homes. Now you see a lot of newer ones being developed. And you know, you've had a, a very, very steady increase. But yeah, there's still a lot of affordability. I'm not sure if people really understand how affordable Oshawa actually is as a city. Well, you know, if you, if you, if you were looking at downtown Toronto and you were, you're looking at a, a 600 square foot condominium someplace, you could come out to, to Durham region and into Oshawa and you could buy a home. Um, if you're going to commute 40 minutes uh, to work, you can commute 40 minutes from Oshawa through through the GO station in, in Oshawa. And, and that's where it gets a little bit different. It's, it's Toronto, the big city is nice when, when you're on your own or you just get married, but when you want to develop a family, it's a little bit different. And, you know, 600 square feet compared to an 1,100 square foot bungalow with a backyard in an area that's connected to a park is a little bit different. Yeah, it certainly is. So, you know, one of the things that um, that I think I would like people to recognize is that, of course, you're, you know, you're right there on the, you're on the GO train line. You're right there also with the 401. You know, let's talk about also the fact that the 407 is actually made a little bit easier. You know, it continues to, to go north of, of Oshawa, but yet it's making, you know, it more accessible for people. Uh, you know, when we look at accessibility to a city, Oshawa really does have both north and south covered. Oh, we do. And, and with the construction of the 407, and its eventual completion out to the 115 highway, it's going to allow the region of Durham to continue to develop. There'll be people moving out to not only to live in Pickering and Ajax and Whitby and Oshawa, but that makes Clarington viable as well. So it's... Um it's, a, it's about the whole region, and, and Oshawa has the largest population in the region, but the story is bigger than that. Uh, you know, when you move out to Oshawa, in 15 minutes, you're out in the country. That's incredible. You, you can, you know, you can go to a farmer's market that's actually on a farm, just outside of the city. But what's really excited is our transit for young people. You can jump on the Durham Pulse bus and be at the Scarborough U of T um, uh, campus every day. And we have a bus service that runs about every seven minutes. It does that that loop, and it connects connects people from Oshawa right through to Pickering to Toronto. So not only do we have go, we have bus, and we also have the 407. Yeah. So when we take a look at a lot of our marketplaces, you know, one of the things that, of course, talking about the GTA, we see a lot of, you know, we've seen a lot of foreign investment in 2016. We also see a lot of new immigrants. For people that are coming new to Canada, what would be one of the strengths that they would need to know about Oshawa? Well, the great part about it is is we've always been a community where people immigrated to. Um, After World War II, our community is, is, is built on immigration from Greek and Italian and Polish and Ukrainian. Um, you know, our, our new 
new our new immigration, the people are moving to our community for the same reasons that we talked about earlier. It's about a green space, and and we've watched our city develop. And uh, you know, we're I'm proud to say we're a city that for 43 years runs a week long festival called Fiesta Week that starts on Father's Day with a parade that allows our community group community groups to open up their hall and celebrate their culture, their food, and their dance. And that, that has continued and is continuing to growing. And, and as our cultures move into our community, they're becoming part of it. Uh, recently, we had a Romanian pavilion open up within our city to celebrate their culture. So Oshawa has always been a destination for, for immigration. And, and we've watched our community grow and become better because of that. Well, that's excellent. And Mr. Mayor, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I'd like to commend you uh, for is the fact that, uh, you know, since you've been mayor in 2010, Oshawa has definitely shown some revitalization. You know, it's becoming a much stronger presence. I think people are becoming more aware of it. Um, You know, it's it's something that I think that you can be very proud of, and it is an excellent city for people to live in. Um, Again, you know, when we take a look from a real estate perspective, it's a very attractive place. I mean, people have the ability of buying buying, you know, detached homes still in that, you know, $400,000 range, which today, you know, I, I joke with people in Toronto, you might be able to get a parking spot. So, you know, there's a lot to be attracted to in the Oshawa market. We have a lot to offer from culture too. So most people don't know that we have uh, one of the finest art galleries in the province of Ontario. We have the Robert McLaughlin Gallery, where we own the largest collection of painters 11 in the world. Some 1,100 pieces are owned by the residents of Oshawa. You know, we're home to the founder of General Motors Canada's estate, uh, R.S. McLaughlin, in the middle of our town. And and we have great, uh, we are home to the Ontario Museum. In fact, the city of Oshawa has the largest collection of antique working military vehicles in North America through our regimental museum. Uh, we host events like Tank Saturday. And, and you know, we fund uh, culture within the city. We have a great civic band. We have a number of, of things that you can do in the city on a summer's night, um, right in the middle of Memorial Park in one of the finest band shells on the north side of Lake Ontario, where you can hear great music. Um, and I think what's really exciting is the amount of green space that we have within our community. If you want to go for a picnic in a park, you can do that. If you want to go down to the lake and have a picnic, you can jump on a bus and get down to the lake. If you don't want to drive, it, it's, it's, it's about a community that... Yeah, everything you need is there. We've got the Oshawa Generals, if you like sports, but at the same time, we get great concerts. Uh, we've had everybody from Jeff Dunham to Elton John play the Tribute Community Centre in Oshawa. Excellent. Well, Mr. Mayor, it's been a great privilege to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining us here at Simply Real hey, Estate. I just really want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about our community, and we have a progressive council that works together along with staff to do the things that we've done, and that's why Oshawa has been successful. It's been a team effort. Thank you, Mr. Henry, and all the best. All the best to you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. So, folks, that was the Mayor of Oshawa, Mr. John Henry, and a great privilege to have him on. Um, You know what? Uh, Check it out. You know, one of the things that a lot of people don't recognize necessarily is the fact that everybody thinks of going west. And, you know, so we've always seen the uptick of Mississauga, Oakville, Burlington, Hamilton, you know, even going into Stony Creek. But when you go east, believe it or not, you are getting a lot of community, a lot of bang for your buck. And as Mr. Henry just told us, you know, there is a lot of diversity there. So definitely a place that you can consider. Anyways, I just want to thank everybody for joining me uh, this week. Uh, wonderful to have everybody on. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, I love having the mayors join us. In fact, coming up on February 4th, the mayor of Markham, Frank Scarpetti, is going to be joining us. So... That wraps it up for this week. I want to thank my producer, Ian Grant. As usual, he keeps it simple for me. 
and I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in. I'm your host, Todd C. Slater. Thanks for joining me, and I'll talk to you next week at 3 p.m. Thank you.